I'm Dr. Gene Hansen. For more than 25 years, I've been answering your financial questions on Atlanta's longest-running and most respected money show on radio. This is Money Talks, providing honest, straightforward answers to your financial questions. This broadcast of Money Talks originally aired Saturday, August 22, 2020. The only thing we have to fear... The economic health of this nation has been... ...for essential economic freedoms. The excessive decline... Greed. ...in a dollar... ...it's a late rally on Wall Street... ...too big to fail... ...growing the economy... ...growing the economy... It's amazing what's been going on with the economy. Welcome. Welcome. This is Money Talk. Money Talk. Good morning. What up, fam? You're listening to Atlanta's longest-running, most-respected money show on radio, Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here today with Casey Smith and Logan Daniel. That's right. thought you were going to say the Sunshine Band. Casey you look and like you wanted the to. Sunshine. No, I didn't even think about it, but, uh-huh. you know, we have called you that before. Yeah. Yeah. It goes back a, a few years, but... Yeah. Never, never know what Troy will say. Yeah, well, neither do I, and uh, sometimes that's okay, and sometimes not so much. Uh, so these guys are both uh, CFP certificates, am I correct? That's right. That's right. How about that? You continue to impress me with your uh, knowledge of Man, I do this board. every week. Yeah. Every <laughs> single week. I, in mine, I've got a uh, uh, CFA, char- I'm a CFA charter holder officially. There you go. And you cannot use that as a noun either, so... Uh, you know these these boards have uh, gotten really uh, specific about the way that you can talk about the designations that you might have achieved yeah, in life. Right? They're they're very very specific indeed. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, KC also uh, holds the SIPA, uh, which is uh, stands for Certified Exit Planning Advisor. Correct. Yeah. yeah. All right. And uh, am I missing anything on you, Logan? Also have the CRPC. Oh, see there, I would have left see, you out. CRPC. All kinds of alphabet I got to hear what that means because I don't know. The Chartered Retirement Planning Counselor. How so, similar to the CFP, it just kind of dives a little deeper into retirement planning. Which okay. They go hand in hand. Yeah, I know the CFP uh, designation requires you to have quite a broad knowledge of uh, financial planning situations. Not always related necessarily to retirement, but. Uh, Pretty much anything that you're planning financially to do, right? That's right. All right. So now we've all determined just uh, how uh, qualified we are. I guess we can talk about the stock market a little bit. I guess. Ready? Let's do it. Uh, market up. No, this is not the end of the show, which is what I say every time. Sorry, I've spoiled the the ending for you. But uh, the market Way to go. Has People are tuning out already. That's yeah, fantastic. I ruined it. Uh, sorry, guys. Um, if you don't already know, if you've listened to me more than about twice, you know that's how it ends. Um, but uh, the market gained 0.45% in the last week. Uh, information technology led the way. Could anyone have guessed that? Surprise, surprise. Up 2.21%. Consumer discretionary is another you know, long-term um, big gainer, 2.17% higher. What do you think in the basement, Casey? Uh, could it be energy? Energy. Oh, how man. That? How did Down I guess? almost 3.5% this week. Uh, financials also getting kicked around a good bit, uh, down 2.8% on the week. Let's uh, back up a step and uh, take a little longer-term view. Longer-term, that means like next week, right? Yeah, it could be. Uh, we uh, have year-to-date numbers. The market is 
above where we started. 12, Unbelievable. Yeah, or ended, I guess, 1231 of 2019. I yeah, thought there was like double-digit unemployment and, you yeah, know, the, yeah, the economies yeah. in the in the tank. And mm-hmm. You'd never yeah. think it was a pandemic. Right. Uh, no, you Mark wouldn't. Uh, you know, one of the things that was interesting this week is uh, we saw a little bit of a swoon at the end of the day on Wednesday's trading uh, because the Fed came out and said that uh, they see lots of potential problems going forward. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Really, guys? I know. How was that news? Yeah. Well, the market found it news I, I understand, and, and started selling. They did, it didn't sell horribly, but I think we did lose almost 1% in about an hour and a half at the end of the business day on uh, Wednesday yeah. of this mm-hmm. past week, so uh, still seems to be, un, uh, you know, unbelievable news to the stock market that we have certain economic conditions that aren't just uh, stellar. Well, and you think about how that that works, and I know y'all talked about this last week and probably for a few weeks now. But when we think of the market, most of the time we're talking about the S and P or you know the right, right. domestic market here mm-hmm. in the U S. and the S and P now comprises. 25% or 24, 23%. It's even more, you're saying technology? 20? Well, no, five companies. Oh, yeah, yeah. The no, there, there's that too. Amazon, <laughs> Microsoft. Netflix. Net, or no, not Netflix. Not Netflix. Google, Facebook, and Amazon. Yep. Did I say Amazon? Yeah. yeah, you did it twice. But Google's actually Apple. got two. Apple. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. Apple is Google's got two. Two share classes, but it's one company, right? Well, that's true, yeah. So there's and technically like 502 stocks in the S&P. Yeah, and and almost well, we're getting to where a fistful of companies, including those five largest that you just talked about, are trillion plus. We got Apple over two trillion dollars in market cap this week. Unbelievable. Yeah, I just it, was, it just hit one trillion what, a couple of years ago. A couple of years, yeah. Yeah, and that was big news. Yeah, well, and last our earnings year, have just been growing like just to keep pace with that valuation, right? N- no, oh, okay. last year we were no. up on Apple eighty <laughs> percent, and uh, earnings grew. Um, yeah, well, how about the weather? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they barely grew. Anyway, it was uh, it was very uh, difficult to justify. It still is. I mean, it's, the company goes great. Uh, it, it's difficult to justify the growth that we've seen in some of these tech companies. Although I still recommend holding them. Yeah, they're still um, good companies, and it's not. This is not the tech bubble where we had. That's um, true. You know, that a bunch of companies true. with ridiculously high valuations with no earnings absolutely or history none, of earnings yeah. at all. And Back in 99. Th- now, there's some of that. You know, there's still some companies That's out there true. with <laughs> no earnings and, uh, you know, Uber, Lyft. Yeah. Well, to your point, KC, uh, there there are a fistful of companies, five or six, that have made a huge difference in the in the uh, gains overall in the market. Now, one thing you got to watch is uh, the tech sector actually makes up about 27% of the overall market these days. Yeah. Um, and like you said, you know, you named off a few, but some of those are no longer, like Google is in communications. Yeah. Uh, Amazon is consumer discretionary. Exactly, yeah. So they're not all tech companies, but three of the top five, Facebook, um, Apple, and Microsoft. Microsoft are all, you know, tech companies. So, uh, you know, it is it is a, a huge swath of uh, what we do today, and if you think about what's happened in the past year or past six months, yeah, um, who's benefited most? Technology, maybe. Yeah, no uh, question. We stay at home, and we still use the internet. Technology and toilet paper—that's where that's where <laughs> exactly. the money is. There's actually a whole lot more profit in technology than there is in toilet paper. Well, I mean, find that hard to believe. But <laughs> yeah, take your yeah. word for it. I'll tell you this: uh, generally, in a pandemic, I'd rather hold the company 
stock for the company that makes the toilet paper because that's one of those things that people just never seem to sell. Yeah, you know, that's it's, true. Uh, you always need it. You need. To, I mean, we had a run on toilet paper. I didn't see yeah. any runs on tech. No, that's yeah. true. They still <laughs> limit you to your your toilet paper purchases. <laughs> yeah, I. You know, one thing I noticed too is they've the rolls have gotten a little bit smaller. Have they? Yeah, look at the length that. of the roll. So I, you know, I of course I'm still using the paper we bought back in January because <laughs> we were hoarding it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. don't come to my house. Uh, well, until you get to using the, the stuff. pages out of the Sears catalog. <laughs> oh, oh, wait a minute, Sears doesn't have a catalog oh, anymore. Wait. <laughs> uh, never mind. Uh, yeah, uh, didn't really date myself. I remember when they had a catalog, but I don't ever remember being in such dire straits. Now I do know there were stories <laughs> about that from the Great Depression. Yeah, where mm-hmm. you had to use, uh, you know sales catalogs or whatever um all right so moving on uh s&p 500 for the last 12 months up 19 percent technology is only up 49.75 percent in the last 12 months bubble (laughs) excuse me there you go i got the corona (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we'll see uh one thing i do want to start talking about a little bit here um and I'm going to mention this as we go along for the next couple of months. Uh, there's a there's an old adage out there. You know, you look at polls. Uh, we get a lot of questions lately, especially about elections and what's going to happen in the election. And short answer is nobody knows. But the the uh, S&P 500 has done a great job, or maybe the Dow has done a great job. Stock market in general has done a great job, we'll say, of uh, telling us who will be next president. Yeah. Even in 2016. Now, right. this has happened uh, since uh, 1980. About 87% of the time, you can look at the stock market and tell who's going to win the election before it happens. Is that so for presidential elections? That or is, is that just. Yeah, okay. it's usually presidential. <clears throat> I think uh, in most general elections. So, the way they talk about it, and this is a presidential thing, uh, if the market is up in the three months prior to the election, the party in power generally maintains their hold on power. Right. Um, Polling right now is showing Joe Biden leading uh, President Trump. And, uh, you know, there's some polls that show a really wide difference between the two. Uh, The thing that I look at a lot is uh, predictit.com. Yeah. You know, it seems to be one of those things you can put your money where your mouth is. Right now, market's up 2.91% since August 3rd, which would mark, you know, our election is on November 3rd this year. So uh, I do encourage you all to check that out. It'll uh, it'll be that's a good indicator. Um, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, it's like I say, it's it's been really reliable. More reliable than the polls, that's for sure. No yeah. doubt. They're all over the place. There you go. When we come back, we're gonna talk about a dog of the week. Stick around. Um, I love a dog of the week. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a Canadian couple this week that uh, collected their second multi-million dollar lottery prize. 
Whoa, what are the odds? Uh, well, you know, I, I actually <laughs> looked that up a little bit. There's uh, uh, Usually there's it depends on how many numbers are in the lottery drawing uh, as to what your chances of winning are. But uh, the the regular odds are somewhere around 1 in 292 million that you'll win once. Um, believe it or not, if you win once and you play again the next day, your odds of winning are the very same. Yeah. But the fact that you won, to, I mean, if you would have to look at statistics as to how many people play or how many people are in the earth, on the earth and how many of them have won lotteries, number one, you got to play to win. But I really don't encourage that most of the time because uh, there's, you know, a lot of folks that call the lottery a tax on the poor. Um, how or many tax on the st- just people who are bad at odds. <laughs> well, <laughs> then there's that. Um, but, you know, once in a while somebody gets struck by lightning, too. So, you know, multiple times. Long. But I think you are more likely to get struck by lightning again if you're struck by lightning once. I have heard that. I've heard that. Yeah. It does the lottery does not work yeah. that way. Might, at least might it's not be supposed something to. about the fillings in your teeth. Wait, <laughs> Maybe. I don't knows? know. Well, this couple uh, actually won uh, $13.2 million in their second winnings uh the first time they only won 2.4 million which you know they thought was awesome to the point where they went out and paid off the house and bought some cars and spent a lot of money and i don't know if they have any of it left but uh um they did say that they funded their retirement account with the first pass so you know 13 more on top of the 2.4 they got the first time do you have any clients that you have ever advised to begin to play the lottery, otherwise you're not going to... No, but I wish I had a couple of clients who won the lottery. Well, I mean, that would be good. That was going to be my next question. I guess this is a, that's a no. You've no, never I've, never, I've never worked with anyone who's won the lottery. Yeah. Me have either. you? Very no. Interesting. Yeah, how about but that? Okay. I don't so play a lot money. myself either, so my <laughs> odds are very low. Yeah, um, Yeah. your odds are infinitely <laughs> are zero. small. If... Uh, if uh, you know you you don't play, but uh, I just wondered, you know, that was uh, it's not the most. Oh, I thought uh, there was going to be some kind of like story about corruption, or they. No, I just wanted to really to point. I mean, here's the thing, Casey. This is what we call a slow news week. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Yeah. So I just want to point out that some people, even though they won the lottery, uh, you know, you always think about what you would do with the winnings. These folks. Use some of the winnings at least to go and buy more lottery tickets. Yeah, I mean, you, well, you at least paid off for them. So at least they funded their retirement account. Who can question well, the that funny strategy. thing is, they did continue to make jokes that uh, you know, there's no way they'd ever hit it twice. Uh, hitting it once was like a once in a lifetime thing, and here they are. Uh, what what I did think that was uh, that that I read was pretty interesting was the fact that they uh, uh, said that their kids are more ecstatic than them. Can you imagine why? Yeah. No. No, they better kidding. be sleeping with one eye open. That's all I can say. <laughs> Hopefully, it brings the family together. Yeah. yeah. It usually has a way of doing that. Like a rug will bring the room together. <laughs> nope. Yes, that's reference. Yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, anyway, I just thought that it was interesting. Uh, we're talking to two financial planners, so it's always fun to me just to find out, um, you know, if they've ever had somebody who won the lottery that they get to. No, that's that's some interesting stuff though. Uh, winning it twice, I don't yeah, know that I would play again. I don't know. That's you know, the crazy it's, thing. it's not that unique these days. You hear stories of this back and forth. Not as often as you hear about a goat in the road. I read some real weird news for Thursdays, and uh, <laughs> you know that's that's one of them. 
uh, or alligators getting under the trailer or, you know, weird things like that. But, mm. uh, you know, there's things that you think might be strange, but there seems to be one a week. I mean, this week there was also a, a bear on a runway that didn't allow a plane to <laughs> land. So, you know, animals are everywhere. Yeah. Lottery yeah. winners, not as much. That's That's true. All right, well, let's move on to something worthwhile uh, since I've wasted nice people's time for a minute. Uh, Marty and Lorraine, who are 67 and 62 respectively, um, have an issue they want to uh, to have us iron out for them or maybe give them a little advice here and there. Um, Marty's retired and uh, has about five years before he has to take his RMDs, which have to happen at 72 now, right? 72, yeah. <clears throat> um, so most of their assets are in IRAs and 401ks. We usually advise people to spread it out a little better than that, but uh, it's not really that uncommon to have those uh, deferred tax uh, vehicles control most of the assets in, a, in an individual's uh, wealth. Uh, they owe $193,495 on their mortgage with 21 years left to pay, uh, and the mortgage uh, was originally 235000 at 409 with a 30-year note. So um, the the thing they want to do is they want to create liquidity in their plan. The the uh, I, I don't know why, but most people want to pay off the mortgage. That is not the case with Marty and Lorraine, and I am glad to hear it because more often than not, we get the other question. Right. How can I pay the mortgage off before I retire? Well, and why, our answer is always, why do you want to pay the mortgage off? Well, especially at, at rates as low as as they are now. I mean, right. you know, maybe if this was 1980 and mortgages were going for, you know, 18% a year or something, then right. you might want to pay that off because the chances you can keep up that, <laughs> keep pace with that kind of interest rate is, is not likely. Yeah, uh, but even at 4%, that's not a bad mortgage. No, that's but not now a hurdle rate. They're no. substantially less within the last exactly. eight months. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's a common question that we get all the time, and it is usually, as Troy's pointed out, that the, the question is, well, how can I pay my mortgage off? A lot of people just have this preconceived notion that they don't want to go into retirement with any debt at all, whether that's mortgage debt, credit card debt, car debt, any kind of debt. And now, I, get I would that. agree with them. When it comes to credit card debt sure. or automobile debt, hundred percent, right? I mean, a depreciating asset mm -hmm. probably not the best thing to be mortgaging. But a house, on the other hand, yeah, a house is is actually good debt to have, um, right. for, especially for, as cheap as it is. Exactly, yeah. and so you get some tax benefits along with it should appreciate over time, right? Sure. Well, and that's the other thing, too, a lot of people don't think about is the, the impact of the leverage on your appreciating asset. Troy's pointed out, I mean, uh, let's just take a simple example. If you have a $100,000 house, it's worth $100,000, you've got a 80% mortgage on it, so your equity is $20,000, right? 20% right. of a hundred. Well, the home appreciates by 5%. So Annually. it's now worth right. now worth $105,000 yep. the next year. Well, your your equity just went up by 25% because all that equity kind of falls to your bottom line. So sure. your, your equity is now 25. If you were to sell the house, pay off your $80,000 mortgage that you've paid down some presumably since then, then you've got 25,000 in equity where you had 20. So that right. leverage is actually meaningful in terms of an asset that appreciates. Yeah. And in, in the value. early years, you probably didn't pay much down on the principal. But you still have that huge gain. Yeah, in, for yeah. sure. In equity. Right. The the equity goes up, and and yes, you're paying in interest over 30 years. You're paying a lot of money in interest for sure. But on the flip side of that is, what does that 
buy you in terms of number one liquidity. I mean, that's an important yep. thing that, especially for people in Marty and Lorraine situation where most of their assets are in IRAs and 401ks. Well, guess what? Every dollar you take out of those accounts is going to be taxable and right. probably about, you know, at their income levels. I don't know if it gave us an indication of what their tax bracket is, but you know, if you're in the, even the 24% tax bracket plus state, then you're paying 30 cents on the dollar right. for every dollar you take out of the account. Whereas if you had access to some money that was already after tax, which you could if you were to, say, refinance their mortgage and maybe take it all the way back to an 80-20 loan where you've got 20% in equity and 80% loan on the value of the house, uh, that frees up liquidity substantially so that you can go do with that money whatever you would spend from that money first, allow your retirement accounts to continue to grow tax-deferred, and preserve your tax um, uh, status of that money without having to take it out and pay taxes on it earlier than you otherwise would. Right. Um, I mean, Marty's still five years away from RMDs, uh, so he, you know he's got five years where he could p- presumably take money from this bucket of where his mortgage is. I certainly wouldn't pay it off for sure. Um, but at the very least, you could probably refinance today. Uh, you know, mortgage rates have come down substantially this year where the average rate is right around 3%, I think, on a 30-year yeah. fixed mortgage. Exactly, yeah. The national average, uh, as of today, 3.05%. So if you're talking 3% over 30 years, I mean, that is some really cheap money. And right. Plus it frees up your monthly cash flow just Yeah, right even the if bat. they just paid off their existing mortgage, mm-hmm. they would save about 300 bucks a month just in payments, and then that's, you could take that and invest it. if they refinance for 30 years. Right? Refinance yes. for 30 yep. years. Yeah, so it's now at 21 Yep. to the payoff, mm-hmm. and you just extend really the, the term to maturity on the on the mortgage, exactly. and you lower the rate by 1% yep. annually, and you free up lots of cash. Well, and the big question, and we may have to hit, hit on this when we come back, but just uh, from a conceptual standpoint, the, the pushback we often get is, well, yeah, but I've got now I've got debt, and somebody could come take my house away. Well, fair enough, but there's things you can do to kind of help avoid that, and when we come back from break, we make the argument about them how to avoid that. There we go. Stick around. You're listening to Money Talks. We'll be right back. In all the sharing times Under some weary skies Forgotten how to try Everything you say sounds like a lie When things go wrong You're scared. Knowledge is power. There's a lot about this virus that we don't know. This is Money Talks. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running, most respected money show on radio. Again, I'm Troy Harmon, here with Casey Smith and Logan Daniel, and uh, we've been talking about uh, how to create liquidity in your account, maybe using a refinance of your mortgage. Uh, Before we get back into that, we know we have lots of listeners and they have lots of questions. If you have a question that uh, we might answer on the air, uh, please, about finance, um, you can give us a call. You can call our question hotline. Uh, number is one eight five five four two nine nine one six six. 429 The way it works, you call, you get our recording at the beep, you uh, leave your recording, including your question. We play the question on the air and answer right behind it. If you prefer to talk to a human being, you can call us at 770-429-9166. Ask for the radio show or Kelly Lynn. She'll take your information down and uh, get us your question. We'll answer it on the air. Or you can email us. 
if you prefer, at uh, drgene at hensler.com. That's spelled D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R dot com. Uh, if you're a do-it-yourselfer, you can actually go to our website, which is hensler.com, spelled in the same way, H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R dot com. Our marketing department at Hensler Financial has done an awesome job of loading that up with uh, lots of investment advice, um, really more financial planning type advice, uh, tax topics. We've got lots of information. If it deals with your finances, you can probably find uh, some sort of a story on our website. And, uh, again, we'd love to hear from you. So, guys, um, before the break, we were talking about Marty and Lorraine, who are uh, nearing that point of um, – RMD, at least Marty is. Uh, they're 67 and 62, easy for me to say, uh, respectively. Um, they've got a house that uh, they originally got a mortgage on at 235,000 and 4%, 30-year uh, mortgage. Um, they've now paid it down to 193, 495, 21 years to go before maturity of the or um, payoff, I guess, if you want to talk about it in those terms. Um, and uh, they're looking to create liquidity in their accounts. Um, you guys have already given some pretty solid advice as to uh, why they might think of that and why you wouldn't think of trying to go into into retirement debt-free, which too often is the case for yeah, individuals. They're definitely thinking about it the right way. And, right. and uh, the way that we would advise them, and you know, we were saying before the break that we one of the biggest pushbacks that we get about why somebody wouldn't want to have a mortgage in uh, in retirement or close to retirement is just the fact that they might have somebody who can then have a claim against their house. Obviously, if they don't make their payments, then somebody, the bank can come and repossess their house and that's not a good place to be. So Right. Yeah. And if you factor in kind of our philosophy and the 10 year rule, I mean, even if you're retired and have no income, those 10 year, 10 years of payments are out of the market. So you're going to be able to make the payments. If we get a big pullback, um, we're, we're planning and providing pullback in the equities market means that your bond values increase. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the best of both worlds and years, basically 20 through 30 can continue to grow. Yeah, so, um, so so the the thing is you've got assets that you could use to pay off the mortgage. So if somebody did try to come after you and the bank take it, I mean, you've got assets. Right? Yeah, this is mm-hmm. not a situation where, I mean, e- the way we kind of explain it sometimes to clients is while you're working, your income is almost more susceptible to going away than it is sure. when you're retired. And you've accumulated some assets that you're going to spend. Um, and so, you know, if you are following our philosophy, which is the 10-year rule, and you have 10 years worth of those payments set aside and fixed investments, bonds, and safe things that are not going to fluctuate with the market, then you can be reasonably assured, at least for 10 years, you you can make those payments. On a 30-year mortgage, that's a third of your payments. Right. And then every year that the market's up, we're going to sell some stock and fill that 10-year bucket up again. So you effectively, you know, there, there's been very few times in history when 10 years would have been insufficient, I think twice in the last yeah. 96 mm-hmm. years or something. When, yeah, since uh, 1925. Since 1925. So, so you would have uh, at least broken even in the stock market within a 10-year window. Right. Uh, and and so, then we would just wait and fill up the bucket again exactly. once, once we could, even if it was year 10. Right. So, yeah. So following our investment philosophy and, and having mortgage debt should not be a problem in terms of risk that you're going to have your house repossessed or anything like that. You, yeah, you have the assets set aside to, to make those payments. To your point about, um, you know, your your 
wages uh, prior to retirement. A lot of people don't realize just how common it is to be retired, to be uh, forcibly retired when uh, it wasn't your decision. It, yeah. it uh, happens sometimes. It does. And, you know, yeah. in, the, in just the last few months, we've seen a lot of companies that are offering all kind of retirement packages just to lower the uh, number of employees they have. So, right. Um, you if know, you're lucky to get a retirement package, or they're <laughs> just some people are just getting laid off. <laughs> there's right. just been a lot of bankruptcies too. Yeah, yep. and then a lot of times that uh, happens, and you know, then your your uh, your situation is definitely in question. So, um, yeah, that's you know one of the one of the major issues there. But I think I think Marty and Lorraine are thinking about this the right way in terms right. of it is it would be good to have liquidity, having that that money available to be able to spend before they have to tap their retirement accounts and pay taxes and, and all of that stuff. So uh, it's good to, to see that there are some people who are okay with having a little bit of, a little bit of debt and knowing that that mortgage debt is, uh, is not debt. bad debt, debt <laughs> yeah. to have necessarily. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, like we've already touched, um, you know, when it, when it comes to debt, uh, you should think of it as a tool. Um, but definitely it's more of a tool when you're using debt to, uh, uh, finance uh, an appreciating asset. So, you know, we're not right. advocates of credit card debt or no. uh, even automobile loans, although we know a lot of folks wind up with an automobile loan. It's still uh, one of those that you wouldn't want to get too crazy with. Um, so, you know, when it comes to a mortgage on your home, the asset really is the backing for uh, the debt, and something would have to go terribly haywire in a situation uh, such as that for Marty and Lorraine, where they have lots of assets, plenty to to cover, you know, the the uh, uh, payoff on the loan if something were to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but let them continue to invest that money instead of using it to pay a mortgage off. Absolutely. All right, guys. Um, if uh, if we've sufficiently covered that topic, we do have quite a few questions that we want to get to today. Uh, starting with Tyler from Atlanta, who says, uh, I took a withdrawal from my Roth IRA this year, and I'm wondering if there's any provision in all the coronavirus-related legislation that would allow me to put that back into my Roth. Yeah, so there's a couple of options that he has. I mean, uh, you know, it doesn't say how old Tyler is or, or uh, whether uh, why he took the distribution from the Roth, um, but presumably it was just a, a regular distribution. I don't know if he's 59 and a half or not. Um, so it could potentially be taxable. Uh, a, a portion of it could be taxable if, if um, you know, he's taken out before 59 and a half or subject to a penalty if, if he's violated a five-year window that you're allowed to, to take some of the growth on that money. Within the five years it's established, is that the deal? Correct. Okay. So yep. it, there's there's some... Some unknowns here that we're, we are not sure, but generally speaking, if it's a regular Roth IRA, uh, his only options would be to roll it over back into the Roth within 60 days. So it's, you have you can do that one time per year where you can do an indirect rollover and, and basically put the money that you've taken out of a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA and put it back into the account uh, as if it never occurred, basically. Uh, and then the other option is with the CARES Act that passed earlier this year in March, you can do what's called a coronavirus-related distribution. Um, if you were impacted by the virus in any way, meaning you either had the virus, somebody in your household had the virus, you were caring for someone who had the virus, um, your work was impacted. In, in other words, you weren't able to work or 
were furloughed or what have you because of the virus, all of those would be qual- qualifications to be able to take up to $100,000 and classify that as a coronavirus-related distribution. You can put that money back into the account within three years and uh, essentially the same thing as the 60-day rollover. In this case, it's a Roth, so there would be no taxes or anything like that owed. If it was a traditional IRA, it would be taxable uh, rateably over those three years while while you're putting it back. All right. So um, we've also seen clients with an inherited Roth IRA, which you do have distributions. They are tax-free anyway, but you have up until August 31st to roll that back in if you want to. Yeah, that's the deadline Um, that's coming up here at the end of the month. And that was part of the CARES Act. So, I mean, we're talking about a, a Roth account that was inherited from um, probably a loved one, I assume, mm-hmm. uh, that handed it down to you. And, and the details around that, you have to recharacterize it to a, a taxable account, meaning you have to take money out mm-hmm. over what's what's the what are the details mm-hmm. in that? It's if well, before 2020, it was based off your lifetime. OK. Um, now it's over 10 years. OK. So um, there are required distributions. Anything, any uh, inherited IRA account, whether that be Roth or traditional, that was inherited prior to 2020, you have to take required distributions based on your remaining life expectancy, meaning the beneficiary. Um, and so, but if that took, changed at the end of last year. Now yeah. you have to do it within 10 years. You can either do it every year or at year 10, just as long as it's depleted by year 10. Yeah, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, the Roth, does it really matter that much as far as, I mean, it's not taxable when you take it out. It just becomes taxable. It becomes, I mean, I guess the only benefit would be tax-deferred growth, potentially. Tax-free yeah. growth. Tax-free growth. Yeah, um, so you'd so. probably push that to yep. the end as much as possible. All right. Well, you're listening to Money Talk. Stick around. We'll be right back. Social distancing. Small groups. Reacting to the unexpected. Takes a lot of knowing. Self-quarantine. This is Money Talks. We're back. I'm Troy Harmon with Casey Smith and Logan Daniel. And uh, we've been talking about... Uh, various aspects of financial planning and uh, uh, just answering a few financial questions. We have more of those to answer, but uh, if you have your questions you'd like to get to us, we'd love to hear from you. Our question hotline is one eight five five four two nine nine one six six. 429 You can call. You'll get our voicemail um, at the beep. You can leave yours, including your question. We play the question on the air and answer right behind it. Uh, if you'd rather call and talk to a human, you can do that. 770-429-9166 is that number. You can ask for the radio show or Kelly Lynn, uh, and she'll take your information and get you uh, uh, hooked up with us, and we'll answer your question on the air. Uh, or you can email us at com. That's spelled D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. Or you can go to our website, which is named similarly, Hensler.com, H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. So we've got a question here from Robin from Atlanta, who says, uh, I have a money manager who handles my investments. I just discovered two of my holdings, the GEO Group, G-E-O Group, 
uh, and core civic are essentially prisons. Without getting political, are these worth holding? I see that they are REITs, so that's real estate, definitely real estate, and technically has nothing to do with the business on the land. I'm trying to wrap my head around this. I never thought I cared that stocks about what stocks I own, guns, booze, tobacco, but all of a sudden I'm questioning these two. Uh, their new positions, but their history seems lackluster. Um, I would agree with that, but before we get into the fundamentals, it might be interesting to talk through a little bit about uh, what's going on. Obviously, in uh, in this world we live in where uh, we just had some significant riots and people are talking about defunding police, and it's actually being thought seriously of in certain cities uh, throughout the country, I think... Uh, between that and the legalization of marijuana, a lot of folks say that marijuana is uh, one of the driving factors that fills up our prisons. Um, it seems like, um, you know, you might want to consider this. Now, you did say something that I want to go back on. Uh, you said technically has nothing to do with the business on the land. Um, the business on the land, while while it is a REIT, the, the business that runs them are private and uh those those businesses actually have to be reasonable in order for for uh, for them to operate. Like I said, you know, you start thinking about funding. Uh, it's something that I encourage investors to do every time. I mean, if you're buying a company that uh, generates and produces airplane parts, figure out what the airplane manufacturers are doing. So in this case, while it is a REIT, a real estate investment trust, REIT is uh, what that means. Uh, you have to you have to consider the source of the funding. Um, so uh, you know, like I say, there's there seems to be some political will to go against number one, just basic privatization of any governmental function. I think uh, you know even a libertarian would tell you that. Uh, that uh, keeping society safe is one of those functions of government, and they're usually not too crazy on uh, anything government. Uh, Except for the extreme, extreme cases, the libertarians. They would probably agree with you. It will. Yeah, extreme <laughs> cases. I mean, we're talking about libertarians, or are we talking about... Uh, uh, anarchists. Anarchists. Yeah, maybe that's a different thing. Yeah, it, I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> the lines get a bit blurred, don't they? Uh, so... <clears throat> anyway, there. Uh, just let's talk about the fundamentals. Basically, the GEO Group uh, ticker symbol GEO uh, is expected to grow earnings about 10% uh, over the next three to five years. They do have a positive return on assets, return on equity at 4.1% and 17.7% uh, respectively. Their debt to equity is 287.7. They got very little equity basically run the business on debt. And here's probably one of the bigger uh, issues. I mean, their, their revenue growth is still positive. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the dividend is extremely high yield. And, and uh, I, I think that uh, it would be difficult. It's about 16.9 at last measure. That's been a few days ago. Um, but that seems like a dividend that is in peril. Uh, in fact, you know, if you look at the other core civic that we're talking about, they discontinued their dividend on June tw June 20th of this year, and it too was uh, was.
pretty high at the time. Um, payout ratio was already over one uh, or 100%. So they were paying out more than they made in earnings. Uh, both of these companies, I think the fundamentals are just really not there uh, to, to give you a, a good basic um, investment that I could recommend. It, you know, it's it's difficult to say, but uh, some of the other things that you got to look at now, you dig through the history of the Geo Group. Uh, they had a 2012 ruling against them in relation to Mississippi scandal involving politicians and kickbacks, uh, which caused them to lose a contract with the state. Part of this, too, is, you know, concentration of uh, of revenue and you know we look at this with retailers we look at it with every other business you don't want a business that is reliant on one large um, supplier or one large source of revenue for their income it means higher risk in that business even yeah. if it's profitable mm-hmm. um, you know and and not only that I mean if if it's if there is a lot of profit in it there's usually multiple suppliers uh, of the service or the product that they produce. So, uh, you know, in this case, it just seems a whole lot yeah, tied I mean, to the government. The fact I that it's a like REIT, it. it's, I mean, to your point, there's a lot of REITs out there that are, the REIT has to be funded by the operations of whatever business it's, whether it's a Precisely. hospital or a, a you know, retail REIT or a commercial REIT. Yeah, uh, the the underlying performance of those companies that are paying the the rent effectively, or or the lease of the building and the land, uh, are really that they're pretty relevant to the performance sure. of the REIT. So I mean, the fact that these are basically private prison companies that are paying um, these leases for the the use of the land and the buildings around the prisons, uh, you know, that means that those prisons have to be making enough sustaining themselves to be able to pay that to the REIT. Uh, right. So, you know, to your point, I think that that is, that is very relevant, even though it is a real estate investment. The the underlying business is extremely relevant. Yeah. Uh, I would agree with you in, in uh, some respects that, you know, when it comes to guns or booze or tobacco, I usually, I don't make that decision for clients. I'll recommend a company just based on the fundamentals the fundamentals of these, both of these companies look uh, shady to me, and uh, the future doesn't look too bright either. So, uh, and I've seen Orange is the New Black, so I know how this yeah. story ends. Oh, really? Seems like with the Geo Group, they might be just chasing a, a dividend yield, which, like you said, yeah. might it, not be guaranteed. I'll tell you this. If a forward. dividend yield is above somewhere around 5 or 6%, you better look closely at what's going on within the company, how well it's covered, any of those details. And yeah, a lot of times we'll get that question. It's like, you know, well, this company's paying double digits or 15 20% yield. Well, yeah, there's a reason for that. <laughs> um, that is that really sustainable? Probably not in yeah. most cases. I mean, yep. chances are they're not going to be producing enough revenue to cover that dividend. Yeah, and they're going to either have to cut it, suspend it, or go out and borrow more money to, to keep paying it. Yeah, there's been quite a few suspensions. Even Disney had to suspend theirs this year. I mean, rightly so. Who's going to Disney? Um, so we've got another question here we'll cover real quick. Uh, Ryan from Alpharetta says, I've owned Target stock for a little more than a year now. After Wednesday, Wednesday's surge in price, should I take some profits 
Uh, surge in price came on the heels of a huge earnings beat. Uh, the company made $3.38 uh, per share versus expectations of $1.69. So huge uh, outperformance in, in that regard. Price spiked higher 12.65% on the news. Let me just tell you, if your portfolio is out of whack and you've got a 20% uh, overage in the weight versus your normal target, rebalance your account. I mean, that's where it, where it boils down. So I don't know what your portfolio looks like, but uh, that would be my recommendation. And oh, by the way, 20% means if you've got a target at 1% and it's at 1.2, you're 20% over your target, not 21% of your total portfolio. I'm saying the market goes up this week. What do you say, guys? Same here. Market up. up. There we go. Three ups. Thanks for listening to Money Talks. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.